Our first reading for this afternoon is from the fourth chapter of Proverbs. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them in healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 12th chapter of John. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, Because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, 
Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came, not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look. The world has gone after him. This is the word of the Lord. We continue our recitation of the small catechism with confession. What is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins. And second, that we receive absolution. That is forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself. Not doubting, but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The confession of sins that, that we have at the beginning of all of our worship services is so simple. And yet it's also so powerful. And our catechism hit this when, when, it, when Luther wrote this. We receive absolution, forgiveness, not doubting, but firmly believing that by it, our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. So that little bit of our worship service that We start with today, it lasted probably a minute, and every worship service. It's so simple, so powerful, because your sins that are forgiven right here and now are forgiven before God the Father in heaven itself. Do we cherish that? Do we cherish this? In other words, when we come to church, as we prepare to come here, maybe today or on Sundays, do we say, oh, good. Right at the beginning of the service, before it starts, I get to confess my sins. 
Sins that have bothered me this week or bothered me for the past 20 years. I'm going to confess them today because I know when I receive that forgiveness from pastor, it's just as good and valid and certain as if it was done in heaven itself. Oh, good. Is that how we look at the confession of sins every time? I hope so. I don't think we do. But we can. Because it's an amazing thing that Christ does for us, isn't it? It literally is one of the ways that his sacrifice on the cross pours out over us. We have baptism. We have the Lord's Supper. We also have the absolution. Where forgiveness is given to us. Our great high priest, right, is Jesus who stands forever in heaven. Standing between God the Father and us. And he says time and time again, I forgive you all your sins. So do we cherish that like we should? Every time we come. And if you come on Wednesday and come on Sunday, that's twice a week. Before worship, do you think, oh, right, here it comes. Probably not. But we could. We should treat it and we could treat Confession, the same way like we do the Lord's Supper, right? Lord's Supper is the high point of our worship. Christ physically comes to us. It's amazing. I love it. In confession, Christ speaks to you directly. We can love it and cherish it just as much as we do the Lord's Supper. Isn't that great? But I think there's a reason why maybe we, we don't often give confession a a second thought. And and dare I say, we might go through the motions sometimes, right? As we read the words, I will confess (laughs) about confession that we might go through the words sometimes. I hope you got my joke. But I think there's a reason why we don't always cherish it like we could or should. It's so simple, Right? It's not like the Lord's Supper where we're holding Christ's body in our hands. We're inviting his blood on our lips. There's nothing we're holding in confession. It's words. So it's simple. And simple things can often get overlooked in life. Little things can often go unnoticed. And yet very often those are the most precious things in our lives. Simple things, like a cult, can get very overlooked. Like the one in our gospel reading, a baby donkey. It's a little thing, and a baby donkey would go unnoticed. People in Jesus' town, of, in Jerusalem where Jesus was, they'd walk by it day in, day out. When that baby colt was born... No one blinked. No one thought twice. It was a baby colt, a donkey, a baby, beast of burden. It wasn't going to do anything great in life. It's just a colt. It's just a baby. It just does work. It's little. It gets overlooked. It's simple. So it goes unnoticed. And yet look what Christ does today with that simple baby donkey. He sits on it. 
And it is that simple baby donkey that probably went unnoticed and overlooked its whole life until now, until the Lord, the creator, sat on it and rode it into Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, this little baby donkey, which we don't even know what its name was, is read once a year, every year on Palm Sunday. And we speak about the incredible, incredible honor this baby donkey had to escort Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. That baby donkey was literally the vehicle that brought Jesus into Jerusalem so that he could be betrayed, suffer, be crucified, die, and rise again. That baby donkey paved the way for that to happen. It was the means... By which Christ got there and did what he needed to do. And confession is the same way really. Confession is short. It's about a minute long. It's simple words. It can easily go unnoticed. It can easily go overlooked. No one will look at you and realize that if you've yawned, if you've said confession, no one can look in your heart to see if you're really thinking about sins that you'd like Christ to forgive. It's simple. It's little. It's overlooked. But those words of confession are very similar to that baby donkey. It's the means by which Christ comes to us. And allows Christ to do what Christ wants to do in us. And that's to reassure you every single time you say the confession of sins. That you really are forgiven. 100% by the blood of Christ. And Christ wants you to know that and to believe that with your whole heart. Because our sinful nature loves to bring our pasts up all the time. Loves to dredge up the worst. But that's not what Christ does. Christ comes to soothe. Christ comes to forgive. Christ comes to wipe slates clean. And he does that through simple, overlooked, so often overlooked words of the confession of sins. So special to us. Because as Luther wrote, when we receive absolution, that is forgiveness... We cannot doubt, but should firmly believe that by it, our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. And all thanks to Christ, they are. And confession can give you that reassurance that we all need. Every time we say those simple words, amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.